Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in to the Survivor Now podcast. The content is coming up shortly, but first we got to pay some bills. Okay, we are so excited to tell you guys about this great partnership we now have with our good friend Katie over at Katie Tedesco Art. Since 2015, Katie has been running the original Survivor fan shop where she creates Survivor trading cards, Survivor idol keychains, Big Brother keys, and more. We have been huge fans of hers ever since we started ordering our own items. We're huge fans of the Survivor trading cards. I even got my favorite, John Cochran. You can order them in packs, say an entire season, or you can also order your favorite Survivor Castaways cards in individual packs as well. The items come in a timely manner and are handled with care to make sure you, as a customer, are never disappointed. You can check out all of her cool work over at our Etsy site. The link is in our Instagram bio, so just head on over, let her know Survivor Now sent you, and give her a follow. You can find her on Insta, at Katie Tedesco Art. That's all one word, and that's Katie Tedesco, T-E-D-E-S-C-O, Art. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Survivor Now podcast. As you guys know, my name is Randy, and today I am joined by some lovely people. Not only am I joined by Season 41 Castaway, Eric Abraham, the wonderful Tegwith, but we are also joined for the first time on a cast assessment video, Josh Verlin. He is back in Uh, studio, and we hope to have him back a lot more here as the basketball season kind of wraps up. So, Josh, really fast, how have you been, man? I have been busy, but I've been great. Uh, last night covered my 140th game of the season, wow. and now I'm on six hours of sleep. So uh, we'll see how this goes. But I'm super excited that Survivor's coming back and super excited to be talking with you all again. Uh, this is this is going to be so fun. I mean, we've got so much to talk about in terms of just the cast itself, the buildup for the season. There was some breaking news. Let's get into that really fast. Jeff Probst is starting a podcast, if you guys did not hear I should have wrote this down because I knew it was going to happen. I forgot the name of it. Anybody has the name of that podcast? I think it's On Fire. Yeah, I I knew it had something to do with fire. On Fire with Jeff Probst. Basically, it's going to be a podcast that airs right after Survivor 44 episode ends. And it's basically Jeff taking you through the production side of things, why they made these decisions. He even has a segment where he's going to let a fan call in and it says why Jeff sucks. He says every week he's going to let a lucky fan Tell him why he sucks and why there's so many idols in the game. And I think it's a really interesting idea. I want to go to Tegwith on this one because I just saw your TikTok that you did about it. Are we excited for this? Is this a great idea? I think this is kind of a way for Jeff to be like, look, you guys always complain. Now you can call in and tell me. I I think it's a great way to get some fan feedback. I totally agree. I think it's going to be, I think it's firstly just going to be a really interesting podcast to listen to because it's stuff that like, in the past, people have not been able to talk about uh, most of the time. And so I'm really excited to hear all of that. But like the interaction between fans, I'm always here for that. I was always here for it at the reunions when there was like, he would like choose a kid out of the audience and like all of that silly stuff I love. So uh, I am super here for this whole thing. Anyone else? Abraham, Josh, you guys have any opinions on this? At what point in the podcast do they actually light Jeff Probst on fire? <laughs> <laughs> I, <love it. laughs> 
I I need to know that, and I just want to see. I'm going to take a drink every every point in this season that someone calls in and asks Jeff, "When are you going on the show?" Because I imagine it's going to be like after every question, it's just going to be, "Are you going to ever play, Jeff?" And it doesn't matter how many times he says no, they're just <laughs> going to keep asking. So if you guys are new to the channel, welcome. Uh, we've been covering Survivor Australia, but it's about to get even busier for us. This is our busiest time of year with Survivor US overlapping with Survivor Australia. If you guys aren't watching Survivor Australia, go over and do that. It is an insane season so far. And you can also check out our exit interviews that we've been doing as well on the show. But if you are new, this is one of our most fun podcasts of the of the season it is our cast assessment where we go off their photo and very minimal uh information about them to try to conclude where these people are going to finish this season and nine times out of ten we are insanely wrong another funny part is you're gonna get to listen to me try to pronounce all these names and i'm going to be wrong on probably 10 out of 10 out of <laughs> how to pronounce them uh but this this is it's always fun guys to to go through this abraham this is you've been with me for every cast assessment it's a great way to kick start the upcoming season of survivor you know uh hold on randy i gotta go back to that podcast i think that's gonna be brutal um i think half of the callers is gonna be previous survivor players trying to figure out why did y'all make those decisions but um the cast assessments are fun um you're right with minimum information you're making a decision on how do you think somebody's gonna play the game of survivor no matter what era you're in, you're still saying, do they have what it takes to get to that final spot? So we have a lot of great players this season. And it's kind of hard because I've met a few of the players, so you kind of look at them in a different perspective. But I'm interested to see how they play the game once they get out there. But it's going to be exciting. Uh, when I did my assessment, I was it was hard. It was hard to say who's going to get voted out first. I was like, oh, wait a minute. These is pretty easy. That's what, yeah. Usually I notice someone who I think is going to get voted out first. I will agree. It was kind of hard to choose that first vote out. Um, but yeah, we can get right into this. Another thing is going into this season, and anyone can add on to this point if you would like to, I think this could be one of the biggest seasons for Survivor in terms of they need to nail this. Because I'm just going to put it out there. Season 41 through 43, in my opinion, were mediocre at best compared to some of the best seasons of Survivor. And production feels great about this upcoming season. That's why they're releasing this podcast with Jeff Probst. The hype that they are building, they love it. If this season comes out and flops, then it's going to be like, why were you guys so hyped to show? It's a great cast from what we've seen, what we've seen so far. So I think this season needs to nail it in terms of not not like Survivor's going to be taken off the air or anything like that, but in terms of is Survivor ever, Survivor US ever going to get back to what it used to be or even close to what it used to be in terms of entertainment value? Does anyone have any notes on that about how big this season is for Survivor? Well, well I, I think... <laughs> same time they're like Randy Everybody. you're wrong things Randy regrets saying does anybody have thoughts <laughs> no go ahead I, go ahead Josh go ahead, go ahead Ted I'm sorry oh I'm no all I, all I was wanted to say was I do kind of agree but I also want to say I feel like this is now I, I don't know I feel, correct me if I'm wrong I probably am wrong is this the longest time that we've had no returnees in a while 
like four seasons in a row with not a single returnee. Uh, and so I feel like they're just trying to, you know, build up these people, like get more people in the system so that they can do a returnee. Cause I feel like the returnee seasons, whether it's a being a captain or whether it's a full returnee season or fans versus favorites or whatever it is, I feel like those are the ones that always bring like the wow factor and the like, just like kind of craziness in, in some sort of way. Uh, and so I feel like once kind of, we go through all of these, new seasons I feel like we'll get to the returnees and I I, so I don't think it's as uh important as you might say because I do Mm -hmm. think once you know we get to that it might be a little different but I don't know who's to say I agree with Tegwith I I and I disagree with you Randy I don't think this season is as important as you make it out to be for a couple reasons one I think if you're just waiting for Survivor to get back to old Survivor that's you're just gonna never gonna happen (laughs) but ultimately the the reason i i I more disagree is because they film these seasons back to back so i think my expectations are 44 are that gameplay wise it's going to be very similar to 43 similarly to how 42 was similar to 41 i think the cast seems positive and promising so i don't think we're going to have an awful season because they all seem really excited about this season so i'm hoping that it plays out as well as the cast seems. But I think if you're looking for like any significant changes, I think a, it'll come when like tag with said with the next returnee season, I can't, I was just going through the seasons in my mind tag with it. You're it's, there hasn't been four mm-hmm. seasons in a row with that one. I think maybe 21 through 24. That's I think it'll be the thinking. last four. Um, so I do think it'll be more fun, like for 45 or 46 when we're going to see a, a Rick mm-hmm. Devins or Christian Hubicki come back. Um, but ultimately I think they've already, they've already established what this season is going to look like because we know what the last one looked like. So if you're waiting for significant change to happen, that's going to only come in the odd numbered seasons when they've had the ability to react to the two that have just happened. Very well said. I just, I'm in, I'm very excited to see how this all plays out because they have hyped it up so much. Um, That that being said, uh, survivor has been renewed for 45 and 46. Was it 46? Yeah. I it, thought at first I just saw 45. Matt Bloom, I think I think it was Matt Bloom reported that it was 45 and 46. Okay. Well, I think they're looking for, for if you're looking not to bring any players back except for the new era of Survivor, you have to have a couple more seasons under your belt in order to get another a big enough cast pool to choose from of who would come back. So if you're not doing anything but 41 and 4, you still have to go – and then they film back to back. So you can't do it in 44 and 45. So the next possibility would be 46 or 47. No, 45. Yeah, 45 with 46. 45 is with 46. Yeah, yeah. So then you said 47 would be the first time if you got enough players as a pool to pull from. No, you, um, could do, you could totally do 45 because you have 37, 38, 39, 41. Well, he was, no, no, he was saying only disagree. with the new era. Yeah. The if, if you go, yeah, but nobody, on. but nobody, nobody's come back from. I, I think you have to include thirty-seven, like because okay, Nick's come back, like the winners have come back, but otherwise nobody else has come back from thirty-seven, thirty-eight, thirty-nine. I think you Gosh. have to include that in the new era. We're not bringing them back. <laughs> we only bring it back if you're not in the new era. We're not bringing you back. Nah, I, he's um, definitely biased. Uh, <laughs> and also looking at if you're comparing Survivor Australia to Survivor US, you're never going to see what you want in Survivor US. It's a whole different country, whole different type of players, whole different perspective to the game. Now, if you don't compare it and you don't look at it, you're looking for their production to learn from 41, 42, 43, what not, what didn't work. What so the hourglass didn't work, so it was gone. The phrase didn't work, so it was gone. So they've taken out and they've kind of massaged and they've we're hoping once you've gotten now to 44 
that you flushed out a lot of the stuff that didn't work based off the viewers, based off the feedback, based off of saying, hey, look, now we got 44. They're coming in there because there's enough time between 44 filming and 43 filming to continue to make changes. So we saw that in 41 and 42 where the hourglass was different because they have time. They're there. The players are there when the players are leaving, but you still have time in production. So it's going to be kind of interesting. Abraham knows me too well. He knows I'm already comparing U.S. and Australia. And that's what, yeah, yeah that's what ruins it for me. But let's get into this now, guys. We've covered kind of the, the breaking news and what the outlook of Survivor is as a whole at the moment. Um, so let's get right into Matthew Grinstead. I'd see, I don't, Matthew. Yeah, we're going to talk about Matthew here to start off. He's on the Radu tribe. The outdoors is of no concern to the 43-year-old, a self-proclaimed water baby nature kid. And after working over a decade in the service industry, he hopes his desire to help others will get them in turn to help him become a million dollars richer. Let's start with ladies first, as always. Tag with, what are we thinking about Matthew here? Um, I'm super stoked to see Matthew. Um, I might be biased because I also work in the service industry. And so I personally think that people who work in the service industry can handle and will be good at Survivor because the things you have to put up with every oh, single amen. day amen. is brutal. And so you know how to put on a smile while somebody is yelling at you, while the the kitchen yelling at you, whatever it is. Uh, and I do think that, I think that honestly, I'm, I'm hyped on him. I like that he is, um, super, you know, comfortable in nature and in water. Uh, part of me feels like he could be this season's version of maybe a Jonathan or something of that sort. Someone who could be like that provider type. Um, I I'm super stoked on him. I have him going, uh, are we doing that yet? Can I yeah, tell? yeah, I, no, can yeah, I go ahead. Yeah. I, I think he's going to make it to the merge. I do think he's going to be an early merge boot, but uh, I have him going, uh, going post, post, going to the merge. Going to the merge. Yeah, I'll just, I'll just put in terms of place. I'll just put early merge. <laughs> All right, Josh, take away. What are we thinking about? What are we thinking about Matthew here? Yeah, so this is my, you know, first cast prediction show. So I'm not sure exactly yet how I'm going to pick everybody, but. I think I think Matthew's very likable. I think being a barbershop owner makes you somebody who's really versatile. You're used to dealing with people, with interacting with people, with making people feel good about themselves. And I think that's sort of an underrated part of Survivor is if you can make other people feel good about themselves, then they like you, they want to keep you around, and then they feel like, oh, like I'm I'm doing well in this game. Matthew's not as big of a threat. I think he could go all the way. I mean, I really think that's somebody who, you know, he's outdoorsy. He's he's the sort of the right age, right? Not too old, but not like super young. Um, you know, I, I don't know if I'm going to pick specifics, but I, I could see Matt, Matt winning this whole thing. Absolutely. Abraham, how are you feeling? Yeah. Well, here's a barbershop. You know, you work in a barbershop, you get a chance to see people on a good day and a bad day. You're going to see people on Survivor on a bad day. And I think that he would have that skill set to be able to navigate those bad days. And you get a chance to see him actually thrive and being in the outdoors. I think that's going to be a plus for him. I know he's going to go deep in the game. I don't think he's going to be a first boot on the merge. I think he's going to do very well. He's going to be in the merge. I think what's going to happen to him is he's going to become a threat after the merge. And they're going to say, okay, where is he going to be targeted at? So I think he's going to do very well because the elements and the environment, people don't know what that feels like until you get out there. Where he's going to see somebody on a bad day and be like, I know this person having a bad day. What can I do to talk to him? So I think he's going to do very well. But I think definitely with Ted with once he gets past the merge, he's going to become a bigger threat. People look to vote him out. Oh, what I 
One Go thing, ahead, sorry, Taylor. can I just add on to that? One thing I want to say is I think that he's going to actually be more of a social threat than a physical yes. threat. And that's why I think he's going out on the earlier merge. Uh, just because, honestly, I think people will think that he's maybe too likable. Uh, you know, you know that kind of a thing. So that's why I think he's going uh, early merge. That's sorry. why I think – no, you're good. I That's why I think he's going far into the game is I think mm. he is going to be someone that everyone gravitates to and they're just going to love his energy that he brings – um, I actually have him going merge as well. So we're pretty much all in a, we're all agreeing that he's going to make the merge. I have him finishing second this season. I have him oh. making the final three. Well, I just think he's a guy, I think oh. he's going to get in an alliance. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's going to get into an alliance and they're just going to adore him. I don't think he's going to win because of one guy that I could see him working well with in this game that I think is just going to have the better gameplay than he does. But yeah, that's my big prediction to start off. I think he's going to make final three and I think he's going to be the runner up of this season. Moving on to. Hold on, Matt. Matthew, you've been cursed. No, Randy, no, Randy's it's a win- no, it's it's a winner's curse. We all know I curse whoever I choose as the winner. Josh, if you didn't know that every time I choose a winner, they go out pre-merge. So I think the one um, exception to that was um, uh, God. I'm drawing a blank oh, wow. on her name. Chantel from uh, season forty-two. You saw Chanel. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chanel from season forty-two. I got close. <laughs> um, so next up, let's talk about Brandon Cotton. Uh, no stranger to intense competition, playing across numerous professional football leagues for five years. But the 30-year-old is now under the Wednesday night lights, hoping his most recent career as a security specialist can help him separate fact from fiction. Abraham, you're a man in security, so start us off here with uh, with Brandon. Hey, thanks for being in security. I like the representation out there for being in security. I like, I like who he's going to bring there. I'm going to say he's going to be too intense. I'm going to say he's not. He's going to have to control that intensity when to be that person that's in challenges, but also how do I support my teammates? He has to be able to do that to get past, to get to the merge. If he doesn't make it to the merge, he's not going to be successful. He's already going to look like a physical threat. And we don't know based off of the promo videos if he's the person laying on the beach. So if he's the person laying on the beach, he may be out early due to some physical, something physical happened to him. But we don't know that yet. But I think his intensity might be, might not be manageable because you're going to be limited food, limited sleep. You're going to be easily irritated. So I have him not making the merge. I uh, I agree with you there, Abraham. I have him pre-merge. I have him being the seventh one voted out, finishing 12th. Uh, I, I have him right before the merge, right? So I have the merge at the final 11 people, just because I mm-hmm. think in recent seasons, it's been let's vote out like six people and then go straight in the merge. It's been like a very fast approaching merge um so i have him going right before the merge i'm concerned about his social game when i watched his video it just i he's gonna have the physical aspect down i'm concerned with how well he'll do communicating to his fellow tribe members and really forming those bonds i could see him playing a little bit too hard right out the gate um so yeah he's a player that i don't have a lot of faith in this season i i also have this like feeling that and correct me if I'm wrong. We all know my memory is just not there. 
but I feel like a lot of times NFL players come in and they don't do the greatest. There's been some outliers, but Josh, go ahead. I see your face. Take it away, Danny. man. Danny McCoy. I was going to say the exact opposite. Brad Culpepper has gone well, really Brad, far. Brad was Danny the one McCray, that I knew. Danny McCray has done really well. Grant Maddows did well in his season, but right up against Boston Rob. I think, you know, I mean, football players generally, I mean, okay, uh, Jimmy Johnson, he's a coach. He didn't do so well. But I think players have generally done pretty well. In addition, uh, you forgot to mention Brandon's from Newtown, PA, Philly area represent. Okay. It is a good year for Newtown. George School from Newtown is in the state semifinals. Okay, that is a sign, right? This is a athletics powerhouse. NFL player from Philly, from a place that's doing well in sports. I mean, I, I really think like Brandon could win this thing for sure. You, that's your winner pick? I'm just saying, I, th- I think he could. Because I'm writing it down now. I got to write it <laughs> Abraham does. We, we got to get to the rest of the cast. But I'm just saying, like, looking at Brandon, he's from the right area, played the right sport. I, I, I could see it. Tagwith, what do you think? Um, I Here's my worry. My worry is that I think that there are two pretty physical, what looks to be, like, stronger, like, men on this tribe. And in the newer era of Survivor, I do think that people pre-merge are not taking that physical, like, they're cutting people who might help them in their, uh, to win immunity challenges um, because of maybe their longer game. I actually think his social game might be, might be pretty good, um, but I kind of worry that maybe he will again i'm kind of thinking like right around the merge so Mm -hmm. i actually had him going down at 11 when i which i think is is if they're doing the mergatory in my mind that's the mergatory Mm -hmm. um uh i don't know why but that was just kind of how i was how i was thinking so i think that's technically the merge or i don't know how you want to do that but i think he's right (laughs) on that line in the middle i'll just circle or exactly exactly <laughs> no like so you're you're we're kind of thinking the same thing that he's going to be around that merge whether he goes right before merge mergatory or like right after the merge happens kind of that mid-season yeah so we're we're kind of thinking the same thing we, we should just call that merge-esque merge-esque <laughs> i like that <laughs> that's good uh next up we have kane uh fritzler the 25-year-old from saskatchewan is that saskatoon no i, no, I don't know is hoping to make what was that? Saskatoon. Saskatoon. Saskatoon is hoping to make a hat trick of Canadian winners in the new era of Survivor. And to do that, he'll be assisted by his academic approach to the game, hoping his young age can get him underestimated enough to make his mark. I'll start off with uh, with Kane here. Uh, I do not think he's going to be the third Canadian winner. Uh, I have him getting voted out eighth, which puts him 11th. So I have put him at merge, I guess, around that mergatory spot. Um, I don't know. He was a, in his video. He seemed a little awkward socially. So I'm concerned about him fitting in with the tribe is my biggest concern. But if he can get out there and get in a strong alliance, then I'm, I'm not saying I'm not ruling out that he could go very far into the game. Um, I'll go to uh, Josh for this one and what we think of Kane. Yeah, he's got a really interesting profile, right? I mean, he's he's young, but not like super young. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got he's a law student. He was a best negotiator at a negotiation competition for Canadian law schools, right? Um, and like you, you know, he's Canadian. We've had two Canadian winners. I, you know, I, I I don't know exactly with Kane 
like how he could do, but I think he could keep the Canadian tradition running strong and, you know, make it to a final tribal council. And if he's got that negotiating tactic, he could have a strong final tribal council. Absolutely. <laughs> I feel, I feel like Josh here is, <laughs> he is putting all his eggs in the basket and making sure that he will not be wrong this season. <laughs> uh, Abraham, I'll go to you. Look, I have a strategy in this cast pick. Okay. And just because you guys are figuring it out. <laughs> I'm writing Josh stuff down. I'm writing Josh stuff down so we can call <laughs> back on this. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be, be right eventually. I'm gonna be in Canada next week for the premiere. Uh, great, great Canada winners. Don't get me wrong, but I think he's gonna get toasted. I think it's gonna be awkward for him. I'm thinking that before the pre-merge, during that time period, I think he's gonna step on his foot somewhere. I so think he's have, gonna come in. Pre-merge. <laughs> pre-merge, he's out. <laughs> I don't think he's gonna make it. Um, nothing to the Canadians. I'm gonna be up there next week hanging out with y'all. So. Uh, but I think he's just going to overplay the game. I think he's going to come in and play it too hard. Tag with you're kind of the deciding factor. I've got a merge. Abraham's got a pre-merge. Josh hasn't winning. <laughs> he... no, no, it's not I... Josh's winner pick. It's a possible winner. It's pick. a possible, possible winner, winner pick. Yeah. So tag with what? What are we thinking about Kane here? I could see. So here's the thing. I don't. I think the odds are stacked against a Canadian winner this season because there is literally only one person from Canada. So there's a one out of 18 chance that the, that a Canadian is going to win this season. Um, I really like Kane. I could see him uh, being voted out kind of early. So I actually have him going out. Uh, um. So I have him 14th spot. So that would be pre-merge. Um. Nothing. Be, not because of anything. I don't think he, I think it's going to be one of those things where, you know, they kind of have to figure out who, who it's going to be. And it just kind of the pieces fall where they do. And it ends up being him. I kind of think that someone who maybe is a little bit quieter or whatever, I think that actually could be to their benefit. So that kind of like awkwardness you see in the videos, I, I sometimes think that could be a good thing in the game. Cause I think if you're too outgoing and too, you know, there, I think that could be perceived as an early social threat. And uh, that's why I always think that if I'm on forever, I'm going out third. Cause I talk a lot and I feel like people are like, <laughs> yeah. she's got to go. I'm first. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I just feel like, you know, he could, but I, that's why I don't know. It's a hard one, but I think he's going to go out. What did I say? 14. Yeah. Okay, so we're kind of all over the board when it comes to Kane. Next up, we have Jamie Lynn uh, Ruiz, the uh, Yogi, the Yogi. Uh, okay, I thought it said yoga for a second. The Yogi is banking the most on her decade in corporate America, hoping her quick relationship building will get her the million dollar promotion. Despite her physical flexibility, the 35 year old already has a set game plan coming in, finding a ride or die that builds into an alliance. Uh, I mean, we've seen this strategy a lot over the years, which is finding that ride or die person. We sh saw it with Shannon Ricard. We saw it with Jesse and Cody. And one thing that we know with those ride or dies, you're going to have to cut them loose around the final five area is what we've been seeing the past couple of years. Um, I will go to Abraham first on this one. What are we thinking about Jamie Lynn here? Well, I selected the wrong ride or die. So, um, <laughs> It's important to, with this, the pace of Survivor now, to establish what you may consider a trusting relationship on day one. On day one, you need to figure out on who's in your tribe that you feel like you can trust and build that relationship up. You have about three days to build a relationship up before you got to start voting. So 
I think she's going to do good because she's going in understanding she got to do that. I think the yogi part is going to give her some peace and solace while you're out there on the island because some people don't do well in quiet. And that's a lot of quiet going on in Survivor. You just don't see it in the edits, but it's going to be interesting to see how she adapts to it. I don't think you have to be super physical to win Survivor. I just think you got to be in the right place at the right time. So for me, she's going to definitely make the merge. And I have her in my top three. Woohoo! Top uh, three. Uh, Tegwith, are we on the same bandwagon here if Jamie's going to make it? Be dead, Josh. I, um, as much as I think that there's a lot going for her, I kind of don't think that she's going to go as far. Um, I'm not going to lie. I had it between her and Lauren being first boot. Um, and I, and I don't want that. I don't want either of them to go first. Let me just say, I'm super stoked on them both. Um, and I really don't want it to happen. Um, but I just sometimes feel like, um, I don't know. I, I, I think that she'll be able to build those relationships. That's, I have her going a little bit further. I think if she's not an early boot, I have her going to write, like I have her going to eighth being in eighth place. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm a little worried about her early game and I have no solid reason why I don't know. Uh, but I do hope I'm incorrect. So you're I saying hope I'm right that she's going merge. So you're saying merge. I, I am saying merge. Yeah. Um, I got to agree with Abraham here. I've got her going, I've got her finishing fourth place. Uh, I do think she loses in fire making. Um, but mm. I love her energy. I just think there's something about her. I I don't think her gameplay is going to be the strongest, but I definitely think she could be someone in this game that latches on to an alliance, that kind of ride-or-die situation. I just think that she's going to be the die part at, at fire making, and they're, they're going to cut her loose. Um, but, yeah, I, I just loved her entire vibe. When I watched her video, I just had this giant smile on my face. I'm like, she seems like a very positive person. And I, I do feel like she has what it takes to make it to the end. Um, let's go to Mr. Make it to the end expert, Josh, over here to wrap us out for Jamie. <laughs> well, I wasn't sure where I was going to pick her, but you guys are just so positive on her uh, that I guess I have to pick her pretty high. I mean, I've done a lot of research by glancing at her Wikipedia page for 10 seconds. And I think <laughs> what really what stuck out to me is her pet peeves include cold food and the sound of the alarm clock on the iPhone. Now, we all know there's no iPhones on the island, but also most of the food you're eating is like hot right out of the bowl. If you eat cold food, it's mostly <laughs> going to kill you. So she won't have anything to really annoy her. And so I think if she stays in a good mood, she could go all the way. Oh my gosh. Hedging, hedging your That's bets fair. here. Um, now, if that- somebody brings an iPhone onto the island, all bets are off. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to get kicked off the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, let me. Josh, you, you'll never get an iPhone on the island. It's just a part of how you, when you go from production to Abe, that was actual a joke. game. It was, it was a joke, Abe. No, I'm being for real. That guy that guy <laughs> patted me down, man, twice. He patted oh me down Oh, my twice. gosh. Abe actually thinks you're going to get the phones out here on the island. Uh, next up, we have Lauren Harp. Uh, sh- this is the one that I have a staple in, so bear with me. I'm going to try my best to read this. The 31-year-old relishes the fast pace of the game, something, something, undergone some large shifts of her own recently, becoming a single mother, and having studied the new era, particularly, um, that's a word I don't know. She hopes all her research will have her passing this 26-day test with flying colors. How do you say that word? Is it 
copiously. It means like a lot. Okay, I'm an honest person, so you know what? I'll just put it out there. Did not know that. You learn something new every day. Uh, I'll start this off here with with Lauren. Um, It's funny, Tegwith. You said you were deciding between Lauren and, if I remember her name, yeah. Jamie. Um, Jamie, thank you. You were deciding between Lauren and Jamie. Who would be the first out? I don't have Lauren going first out. I have her a second out. Now, this is a high-energy player that... Um, I think a lot of people are excited to watch. She had some attitude, and I mean that a positive attitude. I don't mean it like a jerky attitude. She's a teacher. I could just tell by watching her video, she's not going to let anyone walk over her. She's got, mm-hmm. got kind of that sass to her. Um, and this play type of player, Lauren screams to me, playing too hard right off the get-go. I just had that feeling the moment I started watching her video is she's going to come out guns a blazing. She's going to shoot for the stars with these alliances, make those big moves. And I think it's going to come off way too strong. And when the Ratu tribe has to go to tribal council, I think she could be the first vote out of the entire tribe. So I've got her going second out pre-merge here. And I hope she proves me wrong. Cause like I said, I think she could be really entertaining this season, but it just, it screams playing too hard josh well i know that i sort of have had a copious amount of uh final picks here but i think there's a really obvious pairing when you look at lauren and you look at matt the barbershop owner i mean she's got the best hair on this entire season preach by far and then she's got a perfect partner team up with in the barbershop owner so (laughs) they're a clear partner she's the yin to his yang they take it to the end and I i think she could get some votes Okay. Tagworth, what are, what are we thinking here? Well, so I kind of spoiled it a little bit earlier. I do have her as first boot. And this is the only reason. When there is a blurb that says, studied the new area era uh, a lot. Um, I think as much as we do all of these recaps and the like, all of this stuff and listen to all of the whatever. I think Survivor is one of those games that if you are too prepared and too, like, you know, in your head, it can really backfire. And I think it could be one of those things where, like, in in a perfect world, she hits the beach, not in a perfect world, but if she hits the beach too strong, it could be maybe she plays it off like a Mike White or like a, um, uh, what's his name? He writes for that TV show, uh, David Wright. Where, you know, like played a little bit too strong, but then, you know, they didn't go to the first tribal council and then she can like pull it back and she realizes it. You know, she's a she's a teacher. I feel like she teachers do have to have a little bit of like a self-awareness to be able to, you know, work with kids. I don't I don't know what age she works with, but you just have to be able to like do that. So I'm really hoping I'm wrong because I do see I do think she would be great television. I do think she would be really good at the game. It's just I think in those first couple of days, if you're playing too hard, it could it could be that the end of your game for you. And I'm super worried about that, but I really, really, really hope I'm wrong. I'm going to be biased. And uh, this young lady reached out to me when I played and her son said I was his his favorite player. And she hadn't been selected for season 44 yet. She applied for season 44. So now I think she's going to do well because she has the ability to talk and communicate. So I definitely have her making a merge. How far she goes after the merge, I think is definitely going to depend on who she aligns herself with. So you're right. I do think Matt, 
I think he's going to be one of the pre people that's going to be her saving grace in this. I think they're going to be able to communicate. I think they can work together well. So it's going to be kind of interesting to see how that all pans out. Or maybe Lauren can work with Maddie Pamela, a self-proclaimed – yeah, how do you like that segue there? A self-proclaimed adventure addict ready to jump at any opportunity that, that comes her way. That's what got her to quit her job as a charity projects manager to play Survivor, and she'll bring that impulsivity – into the game, actively planning only a few days at a time. Um, so I respect anyone who quits their job to go on the show because I would do the exact same thing. I would walk in. I would say, I've got to go for a while uh, to do this show. And if they said, we can't have you gone that long, I'd be like, thanks for the long ride, but deuces. Uh, so I respect Maddie. Um, super sweet. Um, I get a great vibe from Maddie. I think she could be I Tegwith, I'm on the other side of the spectrum. You were saying earlier how it could be good to be quiet in the game. I agree to an, an extent. I think you have to find that happy medium between being super outgoing, a little too outgoing, and a little too quiet. Maddie watching her video seemed super quiet to me. And so I'm worried about her making the connection she needs to. I could see her maybe being an easy vote if, you know, the tribe is really bonded and they're like, well, we got to vote someone out. I could see her being like an, an easy one of the first votes. Um, and I've got her finishing 15th, which puts her fourth out. So I've got her pre-merge, which I hate to say that because I do want to see her do well. Um, but it just concerns me how she seems super shy in her video. And that that scares me. I actually think, so one of the words she used to describe herself and um, uh, is um, feral. Um, mm. And I think that she maybe in her video was a little bit like toned down. I could kind of see her hitting the beach, maybe like a Lydia. Um, I don't know. I, her vibes, I just think that she has immaculate vibes. Um, I am a big Maddie fan. Um, I don't know why I think I, I, maybe I see myself as her a little bit. Um, we're the exact same age. She lives in New York. I live in New York. Um, I love her, um, for that reason. And I didn't put her down as third because I do think I would go out <laughs> third. I didn't do her as third. I did have her as the merge esque. So I have her going out at number 10. Okay. Um, uh, just because like, I feel like, like Lydia, I think it could be a very Lydia like situation. Um, but I do, I, I think she, I actually think she she's going to be really great TV. I don't know. Somebody uses the word feral to describe themselves. 10 out of 10 person. Amazing. Like that's going to be good television right there. I'm super, super stoked about that. We need that person to go far in the game. Josh, I mean, if right? they're feral, they got to go yeah. far in the game. <laughs> well, so that's, talk about going far. It's kind of interesting. Uh, I also caught up on feral and she also was an ultra marathon runner. Uh, I have an interesting prediction for Maddie. I think day 11, she takes off into the jungle and we never see her again. <laughs> <laughs> Write you know, that one down, Abraham. <laughs> Just a really sad nope. mix. No merge. That's what Josh said. No merge. Uh, <laughs> what's up with Josh? Uh, you know what? Maddie, Maddie is great. Um, I think that if you go back and look at her, uh, I think Instagram, you're going to see a different perspective than you see in her videos. Abraham's hey, stalking Instagrams out here. No, Maddie, we met, <laughs> we met in New York, so I don't have to stalk yeah. Instagram. And Maddie has such a unique Instagram uh, handle, you have to track her down anyway. 
Uh, I think it's going to be interesting to see her play the game. I think she's going to be the sleeper in the game. I think she's going to be the least one you expect, and she's going to be the most deadliest player because she's one. She's feral. So let's keep that in mind. I, I Her Instagram I, handle is Jeff Probst. Can you hear me? No, it's not. It took me three seconds to find her. So, Josh, are you saying merge? Oh, definitely merge. I was so like, I think, okay. Look, I think if you look at it, she's going to be that sleeper person that at first nobody really is going to worry about. And I think she's going to align with the right people and it's going to take her far in the game of Survivor. I got her making it down. Not being voted out to 15 spot. Next up, we have Josh Wilder. Wilder, A life-saving transplant 25 years ago put the 34-year-old on a path that led him to become a surgical podiatrist. And true to his job, he has a clinical way of approaching the game, wanting to be a challenge asset and provider in the pre-merge before using his skills of adaptability. Uh, Let's start with Abraham here. You finished this out last time with Maddie. What are we thinking about Josh? From, I mean, this is as close to my hometown as I can get this season, Cincinnati, Ohio. I do a lot of acting stuff out there, so it's like a second home to me. So I guess I'll say Cincinnati represent. Abraham, what do we think about Josh here? I like to start off by saying winner pick. Wow. Can I add on to that and say winner pick? <laughs> no, nah, yeah. you can't take my winner pick. Let me tell you something. Uh, first of all, excellent guy. Got a chance to meet him when I was at home in Atlanta. Excellent guy. He's about my size. I think he's going to be very – He's going to be very good with the challenges. I think he has that social game. I think he's going to be the whole package. Um, he has a great story, uh, more so than what we've got a chance to read about him, but he has a great story. And when you take a story like that into the game of Survivor, it just makes you so humble to be there. But also, he is going to play a great game. So I'm looking forward to seeing him play, but that's definitely my winner pick. If Vegas did like survivor odds, which I'm sure they do somewhere, I would put some money on Josh winning. I mean, everything about this guy, the moment I saw his image, um, like his picture for the show, the moment I saw his picture on here, the moment I watched his video, everything, Josh, you hear how much I'm talking you up right now? No, different Josh. <laughs> but <laughs> the moment I saw everything about this guy, it just screamed winner. I make like the um, the pictures for like Instagram and like the winner profile pics and all that. And I could already see myself making that like everything about this guy screams winner. I think he's got the full package. A lot of times we see guys who are super good at challenges, but they don't have the social game to back them up or they don't have the the brains to back them up per se. I think Josh has everything you need to win this game. The only thing that's going to um, hurt him, in my opinion, is getting caught on a masterful blind side by someone else. I think that's the only way you're going to get this guy out of the game, he, which basically what I'm saying is he's going to be a hard out. It's it's not just going to be an easy vote to get this guy out. I could see him finding multiple idols. I could see him being a unanimous vote. He's not going to have a perfect season because I think people are going to see how well he's playing, but I could see him being a unanimous winner at the end of, end of this season. Josh, you want to add on to this? You're going to jump on the winner train? I mean, oh, obviously, right? Like Survivor is about first impressions, okay? So when you hear this guy's name is Josh, instantly, you know, <laughs> trustworthy, hardworking, I am sensing intelligent. Some... <laughs> I mean, it's just as good of a first impression as you can have. Um, I, and honestly, I just have to be serious for one second because his story is incredible. As, as Abe mentioned, I mean, he's, he had was born with a genetic defect, had his stomach removed uh, due to cancer. I mean, the fact that he's even on Survivor is is incredible, and I do want to give him him props for that. But, like, 
Yeah, I mean, how can you not pick this guy as a winner? Oh. I'm, I'm going to add in, meeting him in person, that is where I got his social game from. Because when I met him, I didn't know who he was, and we were talking, his social game is on point. So he's going to be interesting. So I don't have him as a winner. Oh. Um, so sorry. The tribe so sorry. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Um, mainly because I have him being in fifth place, which mm. I think is the 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 point in which people in recent time, like who I think are playing the quote unquote best game, are getting voted out most of the time, not all the time. But I think that like, that's the point in time where people who are playing the game are really going like, do I want to sit next to this guy at Final Tribal Council? Like, do I want to sit next to this person at Final Tribal Council? And I think that all every, I second everything that, that you guys all said, but I could really see people going, I don't know that I am going to get any votes when I'm up against this guy, he's got to go. Uh, so that's why I have him going out fifth. Mm. At some point I did have him going to, final tribal, uh, but getting third. And then I thought to myself, is that realistic? No. Uh, but I didn't think that he was going to win. So that's why I'm going fifth. But, so I have him going to merge, but not all the way. We, we've never had someone where all of us were like, this guy is going to do, this guy or gal is going to do super well in the game. And he just has that vibe about him. I'll go even farther here. Um, I think Josh is going to be a top 10 player at the end of this season. I think that argument is going to, I just, there's something about him. I think that, and I know everyone's like, oh, you lost me. You lost me. Top 10 player. And they're going to start throwing out all the names here. Um, I just think once this season ends, I think he's going to be looked at. You're going to have an argument for Josh. I will say though, on top of that, he'll probably be the first one out because he got the Randy's. He got my winner's <laughs> curse. Oh, no, no, no. No, because I picked him first. Oh, so you're saying we're balancing. And Josh picked him too. So we're balancing out a little bit, which means he'll get fifth and Tegworth will be right. Uh, Tegworth put him out first. So next next up we have Franny Marin. uh, Loves the tornado of chaos. That is the new era of Survivor. But she hopes to be the calm in the center of the storm, putting into practice the mindfulness and self-compassion she currently studies as a research manager. Uh, Tegwith, why don't you start us off with with Franny here, and then we'll go to Josh. Let me just start off by saying the internet is super hyped on Franny, at least my internet. So I get like (laughs) three comments a day, at least, on my TikTok where people are just like super hyped on Franny, which I love. I'm super here for. Now, I am all about the chaos that is Survivor. I'm less about the like, let's try to simmer that down. Um, So sometimes I think if you try to control the chaos, it can backfire. Um, And I'm a little worried about that. But I do love her a lot. I just think that she's not, I think she's going to get kind of close to the merge. But I think, I don't think she's making it all the way. I have her going out at the 12th spot, which is what? One, two, three, four, five, six. I have her going out seventh. Um, but the, let me just say the internet, big fan of hers. I'm also a big fan of hers. I would like her to go all the way. Part of me even thinks that she could make it to the final tribal, uh, final tribal council and get second. Um, but it was just like one of those two for me. So, and I, I ended up going pre-merge. Sorry for any. <laughs> Josh, you agree with, with tag with here? Or are we thinking about pre-merge kind of that middle area? I think she's the first boot. Wow. Yeah. Either that or she's going to win the whole thing. <laughs> Josh, man. <laughs> All right. So I don't know what to, I'm going to put 
first or winner? I put first slash eighteen. I, and I'm I don't gonna know what that is. Bet That's my house that Josh ends up being right. Yeah, well, actually, right? no way. I take that back. If she has to be first or winner, well, I just lost my house. Um, anyways, I'll add I'll add on to Franny here. Uh, I think she's gonna be kind of a middle of the road player. I've got her going out. Uh, I've got her being the tenth one voted out. Um, which puts her ninth place. So I do think she's uh, going to make the merge, but I think she's going to be one of those early merge boots. Um, I like her energy. She She's kind of giving me Sophie Clark vibes, and we all love Sophie Clark, um, but I just don't think she's going to be as successful as Sophie has been in the game. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think I'm interested to see how she plays. I don't really have any major concerns. That's why I didn't really know what to think about her. I didn't know whether she's going to have like a super successful game or struggle a lot. So I kind of just put her in that middle area after I got done looking at everybody. Uh, Abraham. So where are you at? Is this your, your second place finish? I mean, Josh got, he got first at 18th. I mean, it's hard to kind of figure that one out. Um, (laughs) I think she's going to be pre-merge. I think that more so than the game, I think she's going to look at the game and overplay it. And I think the elements is going to get her. I think she's going to get out there and realize this is a lot harder than I anticipated being. And Josh, I agree with him 100%. She, she will win it if she can get past day seven. If she can't get past day seven, she's a wrap, pre-merge. So, so which one is it? Is it merge or pre-merge? I got her down for pre-merge. This thing's getting way too... Day, hey, day seven is still pre-merge. <laughs> this, this thing's getting way too loose over here. So let's, let's <laughs> reel it back in with our next castaway. Uh, we got We got Danny... Massa or Mesa from the Bronx, 32 year old, will bring that sense of adaptability into the game, openly saying he couldn't and shouldn't make a plan going in and instead take things as they come. But one of the first things he knows is he'll have to overcome his initial impressions, hoping to get past his American pie like exterior to a more fully baked interior. Ooh, what a line! Whoever got that, whoever said that line, I don't know if Danny said it, but whoever wrote that down deserves a raise, um, but they're not going to get it. Uh, let's go to Josh first for this one with Danny. <laughs> I'm, I'm so, what Josh going to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, how much do what Lamar do? I want to mess with Abe. Um, <laughs> okay, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. I have met a bunch of the castaways from this season. So if you're getting into this far into the podcast and be like, why is Josh being ridiculous? It's because I've met a lot of these people and I don't specifically want to make a lot of picks because – a part of it is just I think these cast members are so likable. It just comes down to, like, random choice. You know, I think a lot of these people legitimately could go very deep. Um, Danny's interesting because he's also an ultramarathoner, so it's very possible he runs into the jungle after Maddie. And <laughs> the Two people are <laughs> running into the jungle. Twist. Um, I think Danny is um, – I, I guess I'll be serious for a little bit here. I think Danny actually actually could go really far. I think he's – very personable. I do follow Danny on social media. Um, I think the mindfulness yoga thing is a really interesting sort of side for him as a firefighter. I bet he's in really good shape. So I think he's going to do well in challenges, but not so well that people are going to look at him as like this beast early on because he's not like six five and ripped. Um, and so I think because of all that, he's going to at least make the merge. Um, I don't legitimately he could go very deep in this game. But I, I don't want to say specifically where I think he could go out because I'm just not that good at doing that prediction, which is why I've been <laughs> joking around this whole time. But I think legitimately Danny could do very, very well in this game. I'm going gonna... to still write that down. Very well. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna... to put him down as for me as the winner. 
I'm going to <laughs> I'm going to disagree with Josh. I want you guys to look at the the Soka tribe, and I'm going to be jumping ahead just a little bit here. So his tribe members are Franny, 23 years old, uh, Heidi, 43, Matt, 27, Claire, 25. Um, I think that's all of them. Um, and Josh. And and Josh, and Josh. yes, <laughs> thank you. And Josh, 34. Where does Danny fit in with any of these people? I just don't see that alliance that he's going to have. And I'm going to get a little Bronx stereotype here. So I apologize to everyone in the Bronx. But if he does not go out on the island first day and say, look, we got to get this shelter going. Come on, guys. I got these lazy kids sitting around doing nothing. Uh, I just, it, it screams leader, like kind of right off the bat standing out. I think if the Soka tribe goes to uh, tribal council first, which unlike the video we did for Survivor, the latest season of Survivor Australia, I really didn't pay attention to the tribes and which tribe I think was going to lose first and all that. But if they do go first, he's going to be the first out. I just don't see, and not saying, I. it was weird that I threw out the ages because that didn't really matter. But I just, if I look at Josh, Franny, Heidi, Matt, and Claire, I don't see his in. I don't see any of those people working with him, which makes him the the easy first boot. Abraham or Tagwith, you want to take it? Being well, from yeah. New York, the New I, Yorkers. I um, I'm a little worried. So here's the thing: this is when I think the shorter season could hurt somebody like Danny because if they if they go to tribal early, I don't, I don't, I honestly think that this might be the tribe to beat. Like I think they're pretty stacked. I think they have a pretty strong tribe. Um, but I I really think that like. <sighs> If it were the 39 days where it's like three days in between challenges and you have some time, more time to like sit and talk to people, I think that he could be going much, much further. But with this like quicker game that that we have now, I'm a little, I'm also a little worried about him. I have him going out third, which is the best place to go out because that's where <laughs> I would go out. Um, <laughs> exactly. Um, and so I just, I just think that it's one of those things where I'm I also am a little bit worried about how he not fits in, but just like gets along with everybody or. Because, you know, somebody who's self-aware, which I always love, where he's like he's hoping to get past his American pie like exterior. Um, he knows how he is perceived. Right. And so if they go into tribal really early, you all you have to go on is first impressions, really. And so I'm a little bit worried about that. So that's why I have him going out a little bit on the earlier side. Um, I have him going out you know, third, because I don't think that they're going to go to tribal that early, but uh, I don't know. I hope I'm wrong. Uh, <laughs> Josh, Danny is, is if his, if his actual statement is who he plans on how to play the game, he's going out first. And here's the reason why you start assessing your castmates the first time you lay eyes on them. Brad has a scar on his knee. I said, I can get him. He's already injured. He's nursing. He's nursing. Danny has little tiny ankles. I say he's not running anywhere. You're just going to start looking at the different players when you first see them and start saying, you know what? You know, I don't know what tribe I'm going to be on, but I'm assessing them, how they move, how they walk, what they read. And he's saying, I'm just going to go and play the game. That's not going to work. You got so to have with some type of strategy. Oh, I got to go on first. First out. Wow. Abraham, oh, we out. agreed on our winner. We no, no. agreed on our first out. That is based off of his statement of how he's going to approach the game. If he gets there and he changes that approach, I'm going to go with uh, Josh. He can go far into the game. But if he can't get out of his own way, he's first. Josh hey, is at, at, oh, what ahead, point, Josh. At, at what point pregame do you do these interviews? 
Which which interviews? Like the the ones that go up on People and Survivor, like on the Wikipedia, when they when they ask you about you know yourself, it, I, have, have they done that before you even get to the island, no, no. or is that that's all during the two week pregame? Like when is like what what point pregame are they are you doing those interviews? You're already in Fiji. You're already in the island. You so there's a week of pregame and right. And the so like, but is it the first day you get there, or you have already no, no, had no, no, no. five or six days to? No, it's different. So before we had the. Um, we had a pandemic, so we were there even longer together. So what happens is as soon as you get on the island, you have a list of things that you have to complete, which is, includes your interviews and stuff. So you see each other, but you don't talk to each other. So, But you're looking at what they're reading, what their mannerisms are, how are they sitting, who's going to survive the mosquito beatdown we took. You know, different things. Uh, one day, here's an example off subject, but it was raining outside and we could be walking outside. And I was like, I'm never going inside. It could rain as hard as it wants. I'm never going to give up. And we were looking to see who gave up in the rain because we were laughing about it later. It was stupid, but we wanted to see who was going <laughs> to last the longest. So you're kind of looking for that kind of stuff. So if he changes his approach, but he's going to have to team up with somebody. If he doesn't team up with anybody and he becomes that person that try to bark out art orders, I'm going to go with Randy. There's no reason to keep it. Uh, so, I mean, if Danny makes the merge, Josh is going to make us all look like fools. <laughs> Because <laughs> I mean, Tegworth had him going third out, so hopefully he can prove us wrong here. Next Josh up, the reverse, very, of, that's the reverse had, of what usually happens. So. <laughs> Josh had very well, so I think we could all kind of bounce that out. Oh my gosh! Next up, we have Heidi. Uh, she has more experience on an island than most in Survivor 44, having spent more than half her life in Puerto Rico. The 43-year-old engineering manager struggled in her initial move to the States, but overcame the obstacles to create both a community and a successful career. Uh, I'll start us off here. I like Heidi. I'm also going to say something that really has no correlation to Puerto Rico, but uh, my girlfriend is Puerto Rican, so now I feel like <laughs> I got to root on the Puerto Ricans this season because we have some great ones. Um, so I want her to do well. I love her energy. Uh I, she little less of a comedic player than Nasir, but I, I did have that, you know, she learned how to speak English and I, she just has this amazing personality behind her. And I think she has that story to back her up as well. That's going to really connect with her tribe members when they're all sitting around the fire sharing, you know, their, their life stories and everything. I think people are going to resonate, resonate to her. I think if she gets voted out, it's going to be solely on challenge um base keeping the tribe strong unfortunately um and she is a little bit on the older side so i have her going sixth out which puts her 13th um which puts her a couple vote outs before mergatory um so i think she'll make it uh a little far into the game um but not far enough to make it to the merge <laughs> hey why are you laughing over here hey thank randy for the shameless plug for girlfriends Outstanding, Randy. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I do what I can. She's got to, I got to make her watch the show somehow. So <laughs> here's what, here's what I'm going to do a comparison between Survivor Australia and Survivor US. The oldest player is 62 on Survivor Australia. I mean, the difference in age, I think it's going to be how she plays the game. For, for her, it's going to be more in the environment. Can she get past the environment? You know, I think she's had a lot of good things that happen in life to get her prepared for overcoming obstacles. But can she get past the environment and kind of bond with somebody on the tribe? That's going to be the pin. Right now I have her at pre-merge, but I think she can do better. But it's going to all depend on that first week out there in that environment, 
doing the challenges, how do you actually come back and recover from that? So that's going to be what I'm looking at. I'm looking at pre-merge right now. Tegwith, walk us through our first first Puerto Rican player here. We got another one later on that a lot of people are excited to talk about. Uh, but what, what about Heidi here? Um, yeah, so I have her going out in the 15th position, which is one, two, three, fourth, right? Um, and in my mind, it's only, like, I honestly think that this tribe is going to get along really well. Um, and, and I think in my, in my mind, it's, it's just kind of like, a um, you know, we have stronger bonds with these other people. And so by default, it's, it's gotta be Heidi. Um, and cause I do think that she, like, I think if she is able to make it to the merge, I do think that she'll be able, a very good individual player. I think she will be able to build those like strong social bonds. Um, but I don't know. I just kind of, um, like I, I just feel like it, it, she might not have the biggest, strongest bonds with the people on her tribe, which makes me worried about the, the pre-merge for her. I think her and Danny are definitely on the outs a little bit. Uh, Josh, I, I guess, I mean, none of us are high on Heidi so far. So let, let's see if we and, make it a sweet And obviously, favorite. like, you're all wrong. I mean, yeah. she's an engineering manager, which is really cool. But the thing that stuck out to me on the brief look at her Wikipedia page is that she was captain of the national youth basketball team of Puerto Rico. Now, she was just 12 years old. But as a basketball writer, I mean, that's obviously got to be my favorite. I think she's going to manage to engineer her way to a championship run. Wow. Okay. Okay. That's right. Beautifully Beautifully done. Amazing. Next up, we have uh, Matt Blankenship. Crucial mistakes make up some of the 27-year-old's favorite survivor memories, but also help grow the nagging voice of anxiety in his head. Matt is hoping to tamp that voice, ready to pick himself up when he does inevitably stumble, brush himself off, find an advantage or two, and move on. Very blunt, very straight to the point. Uh, Tegworth, I guess I disagreed with you in the sense of this is going to be the tribe to beat because I have Matt going out third, which puts mm. him 16th place. So I have Heidi, Matt, and Danny all going out within the first six eliminations. So mm-hmm. I guess that Soka is going to be uh, making tribal council their home in my mind. I, I like Matt. And looking at the tribe now, I think he could get along with maybe Claire and uh, those two can, and maybe Josh, that could be like a trio potentially if you go based off, you know, tribe dynamics. Um, Matt just, I just didn't get that watching his video. I didn't get that fire behind Matt. It kind of seems like he'll be there. I mean, he'll be there when we look back on the season in a couple of years, we'll be like, oh, you remember Matt? Yeah, yeah I think I do. I think I remember Matt. He just kind of seemed like a player that's just going to be there, not really making that many moves and maybe becomes an easy vote out. So I hope he proves me wrong. I don't know if he's the brother of there's a Colts football kicker who had the name Blankenship and they look <laughs> very, very similar. So I don't know if they're brothers at all, but I'll, I'll just put that out there. Um, Josh or yeah, I'd go to Josh. I looked at Abe and went, Josh, <laughs> Josh. <laughs> Let's see what Josh has to say first. So, uh, Abe, are you worried what Josh has to say? No. Josh is there's the Reed, road. There's Reed Blankenship. Is that who you're thinking of the football player? Yes. Spelled differently. I just okay. looked it up. It's B-L-A-K-E-N is the football player. This guy is B-L-A-N-K-I-N. Uh, oh, okay. Another marathon runner? Like, what is oh, this? Oh, my God. We're having another runners. person run. Tribe to beat. That's all I got to say. 
I don't know much about Matt. It's interesting. He's a software engineer, and Helen it Heidi. There's a Helen and a Heidi. Heidi is an engineering manager. So I'm curious if she is going to manage Matt when they get on the island, if they're just naturally fall into those roles. <laughs> and he doesn't like peanut butter. He's going on Survivor and doesn't like peanut butter. First out. First out. Yeah. I was going to pick this guy to win, but like now I'm <laughs> really not sure. And he's not I'm, even allergic to it. He just doesn't like it. He just doesn't like it. That's just I'm gonna put not you down right. as not sure. Loses fire making. I hope he wins. <laughs> I I hope he wins a reward this year, and it's peanut butter. <laughs> just peanut maybe, butter. Maybe peanut they'll butter. bring back the they'll auction the auction specifically to give him peanut butter. <laughs> peanut butter. That'd be uh, a- Abraham, uh, are you are you with myself or Josh here? Is he gonna lose fire making? Um, I'm gonna put him down. <laughs> Look, it's so difficult between you and Josh. I'm gonna put him down as either he's going first because he gets out on the island and realizes. This is not Couch Survivor, and it's a lot harder than it looks in real life. Or he's going to get with a Claire, he's going to get with a Josh, and he's going to have one of those games that's so memorable that we're going to be like, where did he come from? We are not doing this. We are not doing the first to the last thing. I am (laughs) shutting that shit Right now, he's pre-merged. I got him down for pre-merged right now. (laughs) Pre-merged. Just because the island itself is a player in Survivor, and it's brutal. You know, yeah. so I don't, I don't think he makes it past the island. I think I the am, island gets. I am not going to be the only person who picks spot or tag with and myself are not going to be just outright wrong because Abe and Josh <laughs> picked the entire, the entire castaways <laughs> to finish between first and eighteen or whatever. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So tag with. I mean, back me up here because someone's got to do the job around here. <laughs> I think. Well, so what I think it oh oh my table's shaking. Um, I really think oh my gosh, I'm breaking this table. Sorry. Um, I think he's going far. I think he is going to uh be third. Uh, I think he might be a zero vote finalist. Um, not because I don't think he. I just think that nowadays you're either like it's like a unanimous vote most of the time, and then you know um. But I really think that he is going to go far. Like I said, I think this is a very strong tribe. I think he's going to do really well in uh, individual immunity challenges. Um, And I just like, look at that smile. Like, I don't know. He just seems very warm and personable. I do think that he could work with people like Claire. I think he could. I, I honestly see this tribe almost being like solid together for a while. Um, I don't know. I have good vibes. So I think he's going to be third. Positive, positive vibes only. If you guys just joined the cast assessment, this is Tegwa's second cast assessment, and she goes off of vibes. So positive uh, vibes, vibes only. Yep. Vibes and this only. is my this is my first and last cast assessment. <laughs> Josh has no pick. He will be fired immediately. <laughs> uh, next up, we got someone I'm sure we are all super excited to talk about, and that is Claire Rafson, a uh, huge supporter of the show. The tech investor and venture capitalist know her small knows her small stature and unique background make her stick out like a sore thumb, both on and off of the island. But the 25-year-old plans to use her social skills and harmless perception will get her to keep calm and carry on to day 26. Uh, who wants to go first for Claire? I know we have a lot. Oh, Tegwith raised her hand first. <laughs> Sorry, Josh. I saw Tegwith's hand. So let me just say, I am incredibly biased on this. We are all um, biased. I think we've all met. 
she <laughs> is, uh, she actually, we, we, went to, we went to the same college. Uh, she's two years younger than I am. So we were actually there at the same time. Um, and we have, now we weren't friends at college, but uh, we do have mutual friends. I am mm. a huge Claire fan. Um, I think that she is just like, <laughs> So personable, so funny. Her vibes are immaculate. I'm just going to um, circle merge here. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. She is going to make it to the merge. Um, if she doesn't, I'm going to cry. Um, but I have her going out sixth only because, not sixth, I have her being in sixth place. Um, only because I think, I think she would give a really good final tribal council speech. And I think anybody who knows her or, or like would like talk to her, she can like, you know, feel, she can make you feel like you've known each other for a really long time. Um, and I think that like, you're on that island with her, you don't want to sit next to her final tribal council. So I think she's going to be kind of going out at the point when you're like, I can't sit next to her. So she's got to go kind of a vibe. Um, but I love her 10 out of 10. Yes. Josh, I saw your hand second. So I've never actually met Claire. Uh, don't know what you guys are talking about at all. <laughs> uh, definitely not. Um, her favorite hobbies are eating, drinking, and sleeping. And that is a <laughs> crucial part of Survivor. Uh, she's also a queer Black Jewish woman. I'm one of those things. And uh, I just think she's going to go all the way. Yes, she will. I don't want to follow Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Randy, I don't want to follow Josh. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> hey, look, uh, Claire, first of all, I think Claire is going to be the Marianne of this season. I think she's going to come out there and just enjoy this whole experience, enjoy this whole adventure. I got her in the top five. I think she's going to have a good time. I absolutely love Claire. Um, she is super outgoing. I think possibly as outgoing as I am to the point where she just walks up to people and she's like, hello how are you doing? The, the, I'm Claire. And like, she can initiate that conversation. I have very high hopes for her. I will be devastated if she does not make the merge. Absolutely devastated. And that's just some bias on my, on my behalf. Um, I've also got her finishing sixth. I really wanted to pick, I wanted to pick her as my winner pick. Um, just so she doesn't message me and say, why am I not your winner pick? Um, but at the same time, uh, I, I do think that's a great area. I kind of picked her six for the same reason that you made earlier with who you picked going out fifth with Josh mm. is I do think she'll have a good game going. She's very social and being someone who was very social in like this online game that I played, people start that starts to scare people. They do not want to be sitting next to a social butterfly in the, in the end. So I do think she's going to get blindsided um, kind of around that fifth and sixth area, but I have her making the merge and finishing six. Claire, we all love you. Thank you for supporting the show uh, and can't wait to chat someday. Um, so on the show, that's what I meant. Yeah, it's already chatted, <laughs> but everyone get what I meant. Um, anyways, next up, we've got Bruce Peralt. Bruce could care less about challenges or food rewards. For the 46-year-old survivor, is all about seeing what makes people tick. Growing up in the foster care system taught him the value of both short and long-term relationships. Um, I'll start with Bruce. I have this perception on the show to say that all the older players are going to be one of the first people out. I have that per perception, and I am going to nip it in the bud right here because I think that Bruce is finishing fifth. 
I love his energy. And, and you know, he's, I, I believe he said he's a single dad. Correct me if anyone, uh, uh, no. he might be. No, 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 but he's, no he's not he a brought it, uh, but he brought up his kids and he just seems like that fatherly figure that people are going to just fall in love with on the island. I think it's going to be that no one wants to vote out Bruce because they are absolutely in love with this guy. I think he's going to do well at the challenges as well. And I think he's going to make it very far in the game. Uh, I'm trying to think of someone to connect him to. Uh, I don't know. I <laughs> Two totally different personalities. So I am not comparing these people in general, but someone like Keith. No one wanted to vote out Keith because just everyone loved him. And it just got to the point where they're like, well, we got to cut him loose. And that's what I think is going to happen with Bruce here. Everyone's just going to be following him. They're going to love having him around. And then around that kind of fifth, sixth area, they'll be like, it, it'll be super emotional. People will give him a standing ovation as Papa walks off <laughs> into the sunset. Um, so I'll go to Josh first here. <laughs> I was kind of hoping you were going to go to me last. I've been looking at his. <laughs> we can, we can. I've just been struggling to come up with a joke about this guy. Because uh, the most the most interesting thing on his Wikipedia page is that his pet peeve is the people who run their fork on their teeth while they're eating. And there's no forks on Survivor. So, like, that's positive. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I haven't I haven't really done any research on Bruce. And his his Wikipedia, his quiz is very simple. Um, and that actually, like intrigues me the fact that he said he's not a fan of like doesn't care about the challenges or the food the rewards food rewards yeah. also that kind of makes me feel like a little bit like rocks ish like is he someone who's really out there to <laughs> play the game or is he just out there for the experience um and because of that he, I, I agree with you he could end up like literally <laughs> top five just because people aren't going to see him as a threat to win the game except he's really really likable and then when you get into that point you have an idol you in fire making you know, yeah, anything can happen. You could win. <laughs> yeah. Especially after the last hour, I feel really dumb saying that. But like, <laughs> you win. Abraham, what are what, what are we thinking about Bruce here? Looking at last season winner, I like to go ahead and say forty six. The tires don't fall off the wagon. Just because you're forty six, you're 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 probably a bigger threat because you know what not to do. Like the guy climbing up the side of the mountain on the show. Don't do that part. Um, I like him. I think he's going to be a great player. I think we're going to see a side of his personality because one, he's going to relish in the opportunity to play the game of Survivor. Looking at his background, coming from foster care, being adopted, I think he really relishes things, and I think he's going to bring that to the game. And I think we're going to, we're going to see an exciting game. I think he's going to be a different Roxroy. I think he's going to make a great teammate. So if you need an ally, I think he's going to take the challenges seriously. I think he just said that. So you're going to look at him and be like, oh, but we're going to see on episode one that he's going to make it past the merge. He's going to have a great social game and we're going to see him in the top 10. So this is going to be pretty interesting. Do we know who the guy was? I, I can't remember the trailer. I'm going to have to watch it back. Do we know who fell off the rocks? Was it? Oh, what did say it was, was, Matthew? Uh, was it Matt? I thought it was. Uh, was it Matt? I'm pretty sure it was Matt, and now I'm Matt. now I'm very concerned that I have him second. <laughs> oh uh, yeah, because it's a beard. It probably was Matt. I think it was Matt. So now I'm very <laughs> concerned for having hey, him second. 
He um, might be out the game because he fell in and hurt himself. I don't think know. he's going to hurt himself doing that. But any man is like, let me go climb out that rock. I highly doubt it's going to make it to the final three. Uh, Tegwith, uh, what are we thinking about Bruce here? I'm going, I have him second place. Um, I don't know. I think it's one of those things where I think he just kind of, I don't know. He, I, I kind of can see him being brought along to, through to the end. Um, the spoiler, my winner pick is on this tribe. And I, I can see that person being like, you know, I want to, you know, knows that maybe they're not that big of a threat or that Bruce is not that big of a threat. And like, you know, maybe he won't give the best final chop account, whatever it is. Um, I could see him going and being taken to the end. Part of me even wants to switch Matt and Bruce and have Matt be second and Bruce be third. Um, but, you know, that's here, neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> I will say one of my biggest pet peeves in the whole world if I were on Survivor, this would be one of my pet peeves. Is um, Bruce could not care less? Is 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 the correct thing? Because if he could care less, then he could care less. And oh. there are he could care less. <laughs> okay, so he's much. now he's now first out. Yeah, yep. now first out. Ah no, so, no, I'll, I'll leave I'll leave him out fifth. Uh, next up, we have his tribe mate uh, for the Tika tribe, Sarah Wade. Almost two years ago, Sarah Wade tragically lost her best friend. It was a moment that pushed the 27-year-old to pursue her dreams and opportunities that her late friend couldn't. That's what brings her to the beach, and the management consultant plans to continue to push herself for the next 26 days. <clears throat> Should be 39 days, but you know that's we've talked about that neither here nor there. Um, but anyways, um, so Sarah, Abe, why don't you start us off with Sarah? She's got this beautiful story of kind of this is something that we saw with Ellie, where she's like, I'm out here. My sister, you know, she just tragically lost her sister and she was kind of playing in her sister's memory in a sense. Um, and Sarah's obviously out here uh, with her friend in the back of her mind. So uh, what are we thinking about, Sarah? I, I think here's the thing about it is it's difficult emotionally out there. So and you you can kind of get caught up in your own emotions, which has nothing to do with the game, but everything to do with the game. But it's going to be one of those situations where I think if emotionally I love her story, I love why she's coming out there. But emotionally, being out there and being in that environment can be detrimental to you. So if she can manage her emotions, I think she'll go far. But if not, I don't. She doesn't make pre-merge. Mm. She's gonna be out in pre-merge. It, it, it's a. It's. <clears throat> we love the game. We love the game. But there's an aspect of the game that does impact you that you carry from the game. So we got to see how she plays. It's gonna be one of those things. How does she survive the first seven to ten days if she even makes it that far? Tagwith, uh, are you agreeing with with Abraham here that she's going to kind of be a, a pre-merge boot? Yeah, I have her going out second, um, and it has nothing really to do with her story. It mainly just, I think, has to do with uh, sometimes, you know, I, I don't know. I feel like she could, it could just be one of those things where people are forming stronger bonds. Um, it, I honestly think it, it just kind of the it just ends up somebody says her name early on and it just ends up being like that. I don't think it's either. Mm. I don't think it has to do with anything specifically. Um, and I honestly think that while, I mean, it is a beautiful story. I don't think that'll impact her game as much mm. as we might think it does. Um, I, I, you know, that might be her motivation. Um, and, you know, I think that's really great, but I don't, or not great, but you know, um, I think you, you, you know, when you have somebody behind you that you can like do it, be like, I'm doing this for. Um, but I feel like, like I said earlier, when it's this kind of short 
timeline of a game you don't have players don't have as much time to think about what like what's going on you don't have as much time to get to know somebody uh and early on i think it's just kind of you know on a whim almost um and i'm i'm a little worried about that with her i would love to see her go further um but yeah i have her going on second uh i'll go bef- I'll, I'll let you finish out for sarah josh but i'll go ahead and say <clears throat> she is my zero vote finalist mm. uh I completely agree with what Teg was said earlier about the new era of Survivor has really given us basically unanimous winners. Maybe if they're not unanimous, maybe one or two votes go to second and then there's a zero vote finalist, which even though I'm more on the side of I like a final three more than a final two, just because there's more options, more you know stories to be told about like why they deserve it. Um, I'm kind of leaning more towards we should eventually go back to final two, which I know I don't think they ever will, but. It's just because we've been seeing zero vote finalists after zero vote finalists. And it's like, why are they there if they're just going to sit there and not get any votes? Um, but Sarah, um, she just screams zero vote finalists for me. Uh, I do like the story that she has. I do agree. I don't think it's going to really play into the game, but I think she could be someone who latches on to an alliance and just goes for the ride. I don't see her making a lot of moves. I see her. In her notes, I literally wrote, she's a number. I could see her being a number in the game. Um, she thinks she's running the game, but she's really not. And then once she gets to that final tribal, uh, getting called out, what did you actually do? Um, which, I mean, props. I mean, if you can make it to the end by just doing that, I mean, props to you. You're going to be remembered either way if you make it to the end, And in my opinion. So, um, yeah, I've got her finishing third, which would make my final three which makes me nervous. I have a final three of people on Verding, like all the tribes. So I've got Josh <laughs> from Soka. I've got Matt finishing second from Ratu. And I've got Sarah finishing third from Tika. So I have representation from all the tribes for my final three. Okay. Representation matters. Yeah, it does. Josh, you're up. You know, I, this was Sarah's in for a wild ride, right? Just from reading her Wikipedia page. Okay. She doesn't like people who are closed minded and flexible. She's very rigid on that. But ultimately, she doesn't like people who follow the rules. Uh, thank you, Tegwith, for getting that last joke. Um, <laughs> she doesn't like people who follow the rules, which is going to be nuts when at the final four, she plays two idols at the same time. Wow. And wins. Yeah. And wins the whole thing. Yeah. I'm here for it. Abraham is she doesn't way. follow the rules. Abraham Abraham has no words. My note, my, my note taken on Josh is just all over the place. I, I, Josh, I'm gonna redo this sheet because it's 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 wildly inappropriate for your responses. It can't I can't <laughs> I gotta leave space so I can write stuff in. Well, Two heading idols. into heading into our last four uh castaways here, I would argue that three of these remaining four are the biggest storylines heading into this season. Um, so I know a lot of people, I mean, you, Abraham puts a sheet together for us and I don't know if you did this on purpose, but you timed it out. The people everyone really wants to hear about are in these final four. Um, we are still waiting to hear Tegwis winner pick. So who will that end up being? And we're still waiting to hear Josh's winner pick. So who's that going to end up being as well? Josh you haven't heard it yet. It hasn't already. been every single person so far. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think we've heard his official winner pick. I don't know. Maybe we have. Oh, I don't uh, know if I know my official winner pick. Next Josh up, we have Yamil 
Jam, wait, Jam Jam. You even told Jam. me before the show started and I forgot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jamil Jam Jam. Uh, the 36-year-old is ready to make a name for himself in more ways than one, wanting to play f- for the teenage version of himself that fell in love with the show. He brings to the beach a fun-loving energy that he uses to connect with others, even in the most serious situations. And he's really looking forward to taking a dump in the ocean on Survivor. I just added that last part because we all saw it in the preview. That was the loud personality at the very end of the preview where he's like, to poop in the ocean and to eat rice and starve. And and, um, I won't say my predictions yet. I'll let Josh go first on this one. Um, But I will say this is screaming confessional after confessional after confessional. This is going to be the confessional leader of the season. I'm making that prediction right now. Also, Puerto Rican, uh, go go Puerto Ricans this season. I already stated why. Um, But Josh, go ahead. Lead us off here. Yeah. Abe Abe was already confused why it's not Yam Yam, but I promise you it is is Jam Jam. Jam Jam. It is pronounced Jam. It is pronounced Jam Jam. Uh, the most likable cast member, they just vote him winner on day five. Yep. <laughs> They're just like, we don't even need to play the season. Jam Jam wins. Wow. Is yep. that your actual winner pick? On day on day five, yeah. Oh, on day five, cool. Yeah. Tag I'm with? writing that down. What do you think? I have him, I have him being uh losing fire. Um, oh, fourth. Okay. I have him going up fourth. I think he's going to be so, like, I'm always worried that if someone's too likable, they're going to be gone early. But I honestly feel like there's this curve and here's being what I think is too likable. And I think Jam Jam is like over here where he's so likable that he's like not even too likable anymore. Like he's so likable. Everyone loves him and they just want to keep him around forever and ever and ever. Um, because that's how I would feel if I were on the island with him. Um, I think he just has, just his smile is infectious. He, his laugh is amazing. I love that. Um, I believe like on his Instagram, he has the shirt that he's wearing. I believe his uh, partner like is the designer of it. And so he's like, I wore this shirt and he's like supporting him and doing all this stuff. I just am a huge fan of him. And so the only way, like I could see him being going out like fifth or sixth, because you know how I say, like, I think that's a, a point in time when those really, you know, uh, scary quote unquote, scary players get voted out. Um, I think it's he even is able to talk his way out of that and only has to make fire because somebody who wins that final challenge is like, I'm sorry, I can't, I, I can't, you know, do it. And they just, he just loses there. Uh, 10 out of 10, super excited to see him on this great casting. Um, yeah, I'm stoked. Abraham, what about, what about Jam Jam? But look, if you're not excited to see him play the game of Survivor, just turn your TV off for this yeah. season. Just turn it off. You're going to see a lot of him. I mean, if you are not a Jam Jam fan, you might as well. I agree. Don't watch the season because he's going to be like, I think he's going to get like five, six confessionals an episode. They might have him doing a confessional when his tribe's not even going to tribal. It's just like we're in the we're in the middle of strategy talk. And then it cuts to Jam Jam. And he's like, I made the most amazing rice. Oh, it tasted so good. And then it cuts right back to strategy talk. <laughs> Look, I, I, here's some behind the scenes. This, this is why I know his energy and what he brings to the game this season is going to be outstanding. When you have to sit there and make those videos, you're not in a comfortable position for yourself and your body. Your back could be killing you and you looking like you're having a good time, but you're just killing you because the lighting, because the way they're got to shoot it, you got to be sitting a certain way. And it's, it becomes a little uncomfortable at times. And he looks like he is having the best time of his life. If you get on Survivor, for all the people that get on Survivor, 
when you get on Survivor, don't forget to have a good time. And he's coming out there with that energy like he's going to have a good time. Now, he has an opportunity. He's in my top three to play, to be up there in the top three, giving a speech for the win. It all depends on his strategy and how he plays the game. We see he has the energy, but is he going to play like Mary Ann? She came out there with energy. She had a great time, but she also had an idol that she didn't tell anybody about. And she also had a speech that identified her entire game, and that's how she became the winner. So I look at him like he's going to be another Mary Ann, but I love this guy. I look forward to meeting him one day. Jam Jam, we're going to have to meet up, guy. Yeah, I definitely want to meet him. Uh, Jam Jam to me is a Rupert, is a Nasir, a lovable guy that, oh, a little less Rupert, more Nasir, but a lovable guy that is going to make it to the merge for sure. He's going to provide a lot of entertainment, um, but he's not going to make it to the end. I think it's going to get to the point where people are going to be like, okay, it's been great having him, but let's get him out of the game here. Um, and I've got him being the 12th one voted out, which puts him seventh place. So he'll be on the jury. And I'm very excited to hear the questions he has asked for the final three. So I hope he makes it to the end. He's one of the people I'm rooting for. I would love for him to make final three, but I think he's going to finish seventh place, make the merge. And like I said, five, six confessionals a season. I'm or an episode. Sorry. That would be very bad. Yeah. Five, six confessionals for the season. No, we, we get what I'm saying. Uh, okay. Next up, we have Randy Bruce, the net. No, wait, hold on. That's not me. Oh, <laughs> Carson Garrett. Sorry. Just a lookalike here. My bad. He's got a little better jawline than I do, but anyways, the NASA engineering students clinical plan for the game is simple. Be mission control. Carson hopes his sorry that caught me off. This is the first time I'm reading it, and I was like, "Oh God, <laughs> be be mission control." Um, Carson hopes his age and inexperience will help him. Will help him one of the smallest planets in the solar system of threats, and he can use that to control moves behind the scenes in the hopes of making one small step in the game, but one giant leap to a million dollars. I am changing everything. Like I said, I don't read these beforehand because I want to be caught off guard a little bit. He is my first out. Okay, I cannot hear any more. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm not going to change. <laughs> but I cannot hear any more space jokes. I swear if I'm going to take a shot for every space joke I hear this season or space line, and I might not make it through the first episode. <laughs> um. Anyways, I'll just put it out there. There's been uh there's been some stuff about Carson. We're not going to get into it. We're going to be polite on this show, but there's been some stuff about his clothing line or whatever. Um so <laughs> I've got him finishing 8th place, being 11th voted out. I do think he's going to have a really good game going. I think he's going to swing for the fences. Um that does put a merge um for those keeping track, but I think at some point he's going to swing for the fences. Um, swing for that big player. Big player is going to find out about it, and Carson's going to be the one leaving that night. Is what I think is going to end up happening. I asked my army of Carson face pillows, and they all said he's going to win. Hey, look! I had to turn wait for the season to start. I can't wait till the season start, man, because I'm gonna look at all of Josh's responses and be like, <laughs> "Josh was right." No, he wasn't. He I'm just right. gonna write uh, for Josh. I'm gonna write face pillows. Okay. I will, how about this, Abe? I, I will, Abe. I will email you my a list of an actual prediction that I will make. <laughs> <laughs> Look at I'm like, 
Hey. What did I write down for Josh? Abraham, where do you have Carson um, finishing? Because uh, I think I know where Tegwit's going to go here. So I want her to go last. He, he, first of all, he's a great young man. I met him in person. He's a great young man. Um, I think they're just going to eat him up. I think they just go. What think are you saying, be... Abraham? Are you saying they would eat me up? Sorry, we're not talking about me. I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Randy kicked off this saying it was Randy Bruce out there playing and, and, and Carson was gone. I think that the players on the on his tribe are not going to see his value and they're going to basically vote him out. They're going to be like, he's an expendable vote. We're going to vote you out. So I don't think he's going to make it past pre merge Great guy. Great guy. I think he's going to come play the game. I just don't think he has in his tribe to be able to manipulate people like you have to. He doesn't have a Ricard or a Shan skill set. I think it's going to be like JD. I think he's going to be love the game of Survivor, know everything about Survivor, and just get duped by somebody. So you have him pre-merge, I'm guessing. Pre-merge. Pre-merge. Actually, I got him going out third. Wow, okay. Primo um, spot. Tegwith, what do you <laughs> think about Carson here? I, I'm very curious to think what you, to hear what you think that I am going to do, but I am, uh, I, I'm a little worried about his age. I'm not going to lie. Um, I think that me at 20 years old, uh, and me now, I'm only 27, seven years, world of difference. I was going to say five years. I'm 25 yeah. and five years is a world of difference. Yeah. World of difference. And um, uh, I don't know that I would want my 20 year old self to be playing survivor. Cause I think I would, I don't even know what I would do. Um, so uh, sprint little, into the force. Sprint yeah, right into the force. <laughs> um, I don't, so I'm a little nervous about that. Um, I do. I think JD is a very interesting comparison and I, can t- totally see that um i have him going out uh, i have him in 13th place so that's one two wow. three four five six i'm going did you think he was my winner pick before you even said one of these last four is my winner <laughs> pick before we even like filmed this i was like tegwith is going carson a thousand really that's i amazing. thought you would be all on all over the the fact he's a nasa engineer or whatever and he's super smart and intelligent and just the hype that he's had pre-season he has had a lot of hype i i was like oh i would have lost my house again i need to stop <laughs> betting my house i swear <laughs> i who was what was her name she was on 42 i think and she was in college she went to harvard um and she oh, uh, what was her, yeah uh no that Yes, Correct. I think we're thinking of the same person. But it's but, the wrong name. I said her name. Yeah, Swatty. Yeah. Swatty. Yes, yes. Yeah. This it's giving me that. It's giving me somebody who's very intelligent. Um, and like, you know, really, you know, very smart and probably very strong, but just, you know, not too naive to yeah, too a little young bit too yet. naive. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm interested. We got two I would be love- here for I would be here for Carson Wynn, though. Like I I'm I would be I would be loved to be proven wrong, but so we've got two lovely ladies to wrap us up here, and Teg with this picking a female winner this season. Okay, next Shocker. up we no have <laughs> next up we have Helen Lee. The 29 year old has lived a life of code switching that has made her adaptable to many different personalities, be they friend or foe. 
And even though the project manager admits she easily gets lost in the jungle, she thinks her unassuming bubbly persona will allow her to navigate to the destination of soul survivor. Um, Tagwith, you went last last time, so start us off here. Uh, so another little little tidbit. Um, I also went to college with Helen. Um, Helen is two years older than I am. We were actually on the cheerleading team together for a little bit. Um, just a very short time. Um, uh, so this is my winner pick. Helen is my okay. winner pick. I had to choose a big green to go all the way. Uh, and Helen is the one. Um, not because I don't think Claire could, I think Claire could I was going to say, what puts Helen over Claire? I think Claire could also do it. I think Claire's personality is a little bit uh, more obvious um, in a way that I feel like Helen can sometimes go under the radar, which I think nowadays you need to do. Um, Helen is so incredibly smart. She is fun and kind. And like, I just think that she has what it takes. She's really well-spoken. Um, and I think that she has what it takes to go all the way. Now, am I incredibly biased? Yes, I am. <laughs> Yes, I am so biased, but I don't care. I don't care. I had to choose one. And if I could choose them both to win, I would. Um, but uh, but Helen, I, I think uh, I think she could do it. I think she can pull it out. Uh, I actually have Helen sixth one voted out, finishing 13th, going out in the pre-merge. And I mean this in a very polite way, as polite as I can, Helen. I love you. Would love to meet. Would love to have you on the show. From her video, I just got nothing stood out, and I got, like, forgettable player. I I got, like, that player this season that she's going to be one of the first. She's going to be one of the pre-merge boots that, like, people mention her, and then you're like, yeah, what season was she on? I don't know. Oh, I forgot all about her. I don't know what it was. That's just the vibe that I got. And I hope she proves me wrong and she can be like, Randy, you're stupid. I really <laughs> hope. Um, but yeah, I just didn't have a great feeling about Helen. Um, and looking at the rest of her tribe now, I, I kind of stand by that. I don't know. Although maybe Helen and Carson, I could see just seeing them side by side. Maybe they could be in an alliance together or something. Um, but yeah, I've got her pre-merge 6-1 voted out. Uh, Josh, how are you feeling about Helen here? Did you get your joke prepared? Have you been researching? No, I've been trying. <laughs> We've been doing this for like two hours and I'm I'm running low on joke fuel. <laughs> <laughs> but just because Tegwith picked her as the winner, uh, out fourth. <laughs> just because of Tegwith. Oh my God. Abraham, what do you think about Helen? I think it's going to come down to two things. One, I'm looking at her tribe dynamics. And with these smaller tribes, you just don't have a lot of time. I think that if she aligns herself with uh, Bruce or Jam Jam or it's going to have to be, she's going to have to get her friendship with somebody. And it's going to have to be fast for her to get past that first vote out or past that second vote out. And if she gets past that, I think she's going to go far. I think she's going to do well in the game. I don't put her as the top five, but I think she's going to do well in the game. We want to remember her as a player, a survivor, but she has to get past that first. It, and I'm telling you, the first few days are crucial, and building bonds is going to be the most important thing. So I'm hoping that her skill set of code switching helps her out in that because she's dealing with a diverse group of people. So it's going to be how we're going to know on day one or two if she's going to survive. But I got her right now at pre-merge, but I pre -merge? think she can do better than pre-merge. 
All right, we have made it to the final castaway. And if you didn't know that already, you can tell by how I'm moving side to side. I got to use the restroom. So that's what always happens uh, on this show. We get two hours in and it's like, whoo, we're almost done. All right. Uh, next up, we have Carolyn uh, Weiser. I mean, that's not how you say it. But I think it's Weiger. 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 Per her uh, dad's Wikipedia page. She is what? not <laughs> she is not going to hide any part of herself. That's because after a rocky road of addiction and recovery, the drug counselor feels confident in who she is. Um, goofiness, spontaneity, I can't say that word, sensitivity and all. Watching the show since the beginning, she was inspired to finally apply after seeing Marianne win as her authentic self. Um, who would like to go first on Carolyn? Because let me let me, let me go first, Randy, because I go messed ahead, up Abe. something. I messed up something early in the predictions. The the group was actually on Lauren, but I had to run and do something for work. And when I came back, I gave the story to Lauren and not to Carolyn. Carolyn has a young son that said I was a great player, his favorite oh. player. And she applied for the show after seeing um I, I would say after seeing that season, because I talked to her since then, and she's on season 44. So I, I think it's a great story. I think the drug addiction part of it and being able to overcome that is going to make her one of the better players. But also say being on Survivor has an emotional part to it, and she has to be able to manage that part. If not, we're going to see her self-destruct on the game. Now, I got to flip back to Lauren because Lauren is great. I met Lauren in person. I think she has a great personality. I think she's going to be in my top five. Top five? Wait, so you have Caroline uh, merge or pre-merge? I got I got Carolyn making it to the merge if she can manage if she can manage that part of it. And let me I'm gonna, I'm gonna expand on the emotional part. I'm not an overly emotional person. I'm emotional at certain things. You know, you look at movies, something happens in your family. On day three, Evie almost had me crying like a newborn. And I was like, what is wrong? It's just that you're out there and you're exposing something about who you are that we don't come across every day because we're not on an island. We're not in this game of Survivor, but we attach ourselves to people that we play with and we get to know. So that's when I, when I say emotion, that's the story for me behind the emotional part and being able to manage that part. Josh, I mean, Carolyn has a huge personality. We saw that in the preview. So this is another candidate for, you know, a lot of confessionals here. Yeah, have not watched her video. Don't know a thing about her. Great tattoo, <laughs> though. Uh, awesome, awesome arm sleeve. Um, she talks about the partnership between Christian and Gabby. She's got Christian 2.0 in her tribe. Um, I don't know if the her and Carson duo is is one that people would see coming, but obviously 36-year-old, 20-year-old, final two. Final two. Final two. I'm, two. I'm writing it, it down. <laughs> Segwith, uh, what are we thinking about Carolyn here? I'm super stoked on her. I think this is a, a really high personality tribe. Um, I think that, you know, she obviously is a fan favorite to begin with already. Um, one thing I will say is I am a little worried for the people who got blurbs in the first, uh, in the, the preview. So Jam Jam got a blurb, Carolyn got a blurb. Like I'm, I, I'm always a little worried when people have too much of them, like, like the producers give them a lot of airtime. Cause I'm like, Oh, why are you showing us that now? Like, is there not enough? Do, are they, do they not have enough time on the show? So that is always in the back of my mind. That being said, I did get, I did put uh, Jam Jam at four. So like, clearly I don't take that into account too much. <laughs> um, but I will say is I'm super stoked on her. Uh, I have her going, or I have her in seventh place. Um, so making the merge um, and, 
I think that she is going to be such a great personality. I could totally see her coming back for other seasons. Uh, 10 out of 10 for Carolyn. Uh, I have her barely making merge. I have her being the ninth one voted out, which puts her 10th, which puts her the second one voted out once the merge mergatory happens. So I have her kind of in that middling area and I'm excited to see her play. Like, like I alluded to the preview that we got, she seems awesome, very high energy. I do see why she would feel inspired after seeing Marianne play because Marianne had that high energy. Let's just go out. Let's have fun. Let's, you know, be who we are and be honest with everyone. And I could see that with Carolyn and, and her story is really sweet as well. Um, So there we go. Woo. 18. I mean, Josh, this was your first time doing a cast assessment and you did allude to you're running out of jokes, team and stuff. There's a conditioning to this. I mean, Abraham Tegwith and I did Australian had to go through 24 people. So yeah, woo, there, there's some conditioning for these cast assessments, but thank you guys so much for, for staying with us. Just a few housekeeping things here. If you uh, enjoyed the video, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. We've been growing uh, after this Australian season. So we really appreciate all the support guys. Uh, if you're listening on Spotify, make sure to follow the podcast and give us a rating. Uh, don't really care what the rating is. That's up to you. Just <laughs> leave us, leave us a rating. It helps get the show out there. Um, I do care what it means. We all know that. We appreciate yeah, preferably a, a five and or yeah. ten, depending <laughs> on what the rating system is. Out yeah, it, it's a five. Back. Yeah, if you could do a five, we would be in, uh, super grateful. There is, I know, I keep saying it every episode. There is more merch coming out. We are working on our face pillows right now. Um, and then uh, let us know in the comments uh, who you agree with, who you disagree with, uh, which one of Josh's jokes made you laugh. <laughs> and if you want to play along with us this season, you can go on to Facebook. Actually, you can find our post on our Instagram. We're actually going to be posting the link again, but there's a link to get into a survivor fantasy group on Facebook. It's the survivor now fantasy group and the winner, whoever has the most points at the end of the season will win a survivor uh, prize pack, which is gratefully uh, provided to us from our good friends at Katie Tedesco Art. There's going to be an idol in it. There's going to be some keychains. So I've seen what's in it. You want to win it. It's super cool, especially if you guys have a survivor display. All you have to do is pick your team every single week. You pick three castaways. You answer some questions. Uh, ha have any of you guys played Survivor Fantasy on Facebook? It's it's pretty fun. Anybody? I'm going to play any game Josh plays. <laughs> Tagwith, <laughs> uh, you're the you're I the fantasy expert here. I am. I haven't played it on Facebook yet. I've only done the one. I there's a fantasy league that I um do with my TikTok uh, a little bit, but it's not on Facebook. It's on a different platform. Um, oh. so I'm super stoked to try out Facebook. Oh yeah, it's it's super super easy, super laid back, and then they have the point system there as well. Also, we have a lot of new content coming out for you guys on top mm. of. Survivor AU recaps and Survivor uh, US recaps. We have a new show, Survivor Social, that we are in the works on right now. My good friend David will be hosting. It's supposed to be a second recap show and kind of air on Fridays. And it's going to be getting more into the in-depth, the cultural side of things, maybe the stuff difficult to talk about. It's going to give you a different perspective than uh, just... Well, before Tegwith got here, all guys, because Will's going to be hopping on. So it's all guys over here. It's going to give you a different perspective over there. 
Tagwith, I think, might be in talks to join David on Fridays. Uh, so have you guys met yet? Have you guys talked yet? Not yet. We're uh, hopefully going to talk tomorrow. In, in, in talks. So uh, we're working to get that. It's called Survivor Social. It's just going to be amazing. It's going to be super in-depth, and I can't wait to watch it. And on top of that, we're going to have a quick 30-minute Survivor fantasy show on Tuesdays to kind of help you guys know who you should be pitting or putting. I, I couldn't decide between picking and putting. Uh, who you guys should be putting in your lineups. And we're going to answer the questions as well so you guys can kind of play along. And we're going to help you guys try to win that awesome prize pack at the end of the season. So that'll be airing on Tuesdays. Whew, I'm out of breath. Almost done. Total drama uh, is going to be coming out later this year. We'll also be covering that. That's going to be super fun. If you guys haven't seen it, it's basically an animated version of Survivor. And then Survivor UK just announced who's going to be hosting. They will be airing, or they're going to be filming this summer, and that'll be coming out uh, later, probably next year, early next year, around that time. So, whew, okay, I'm done. You guys can all go enjoy the rest of your days. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And season 44, don't forget to check it out. Next Wednesday, March 1st, two-hour uh, season premiere on CBS and Paramount+. Plus. Good night. Oh, 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 oh,